Who are you, and what is your purpose? The question rattles me to my core being. Hello, I'm Dr. Topic, and I've made it my sole purpose to pursue knowledge on as many subjects as I can in the time allotted me. Tomorrow is not promised; only the question of one's legacy stands. I care not for how I am remembered, as long as I can use my time on this earth. To bring forth all the knowledge I can, so I come humbly before you today and ask: Will you join me on my crusade to bring forth the power of knowledge and understanding, to share this gift with a hungry world, one subject at a time? Then rise before me, O soldier of truth, and we shall stand together. Hey guys, welcome to Imagine That with Doctor Topic. I apologize in advance for the lack of organization that may be endured through listening to my podcast. The idea is that it's a podcast without a plan. Imagine that. So today's plan is to bring in a fellow podcaster and good friend of mine, Mamir. Welcome, Mamir. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. So Mamir works with a, another friend of mine, Leith, on their podcast. What was it called again? Uh, you know, honestly, it's not coming back. I, uh, yeah, we forgot the name. There you have it, folks. An Amnesiacs podcast. Pretty much, yeah. So trying to figure out what I was going to do on this podcast, and I again, I apologize for my lack of organization. I'm kind of a scatterbrained, and I've been working on this podcast idea for like two months now, and、uh, ideas and plans for it have changed about twenty times. So you're probably going to see varying levels of these ideas, just kind of mixed in with everything we do. So yeah, why not? Why not keep planning? Just let's just do it. Exactly. You know, I, I hear a lot of these podcasts always have plans and ideas and things that people are doing, and they're like, you know, they're passionate about it, and they know exactly what they want to accomplish. And I was like. What if I build a podcast on irony?、Hmm. The irony being, the plan is not to plan. Nice, nice. You know, that's that that that's gets big brain right there. We're trying, trying real hard. I mean, I do have an unofficial doctorate in random subjectology from random university, which I'm also the president of. It's pretty easy to give yourself a doctorate. It's an honorary doctorate. I mean, <laughs> honorary doctorate. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to write a thesis or anything. You know, I, I'm pretty sure you did. It was just like a, a collection of random thoughts. Exactly, and it, it was your it was your your childhood diary. I started writing my thesis for a doctor topic when I was about seven,、mm-hmm. and just kind of went from there. I realized that my time had come to show the world. How awesome! Random subjects that most people don't really pay that much attention to really carry value. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, in a desperate search for content for this first episode, I turned to the holy grail of subjects: Yahoo Answers. Oh no! And I did, in fact, find one question that really perked my interest. Made me almost go nuts, if you will. <laughs> They asked, 
And I do apologize to the author of this question. I did not manage to copy down your username. But I give full credit to this person for this wonderful question of what have you learned so far from squirrels? From squirrels? From squirrels. <laughs> okay. Are you sure it wasn't a dog that wrote this? Maybe. It's so. Uh, yeah, the, the, you trying know, to find some information, you know, mm-hmm. how are we going to catch up with them faster? Right, because, yeah, how are you going to catch an enemy? You have to become the enemy. Become the enemy. Become the squirrel. Be one with the squirrel. <laughs> some dogs have the bushy tails for it. You know it. So, I've, I copied two qu- answers, and I uh, just want to say a real quick shout out. Thank you to Matt85 for warning us about giving them coffee beans. You see, Matt85 decided to give the squirrels coffee beans, and his advice was, don't feed them coffee beans. They move twice as fast. Twice as fast? That's I, scary. Yeah, like, they're like little flashes. They're, they're, they enter the speed force when you give them caffeine. That is concerning, yeah. considering how fast most squirrels are as it is. It's terrifying. But one gentleman on this, I'm assuming it's gentleman. gentleman, I apologize if it's not, but one individual gave beautiful advice and from what they learned from squirrels. And I was, I was touched to almost to the point of tears reading their answer. Thank you, Sam, for this answer. I've learned to be selective on who I trust. Some people will treat you and some will eat you. Also, I've learned that squirrels are little buried acorn can grow a mighty oak tree. Same with pecans. Pecan trees seem to pop up just about everywhere they bury them. They seem to know the perfect spots because when I plant them, they never come up. Darn squirrels probably dug them up and ate those I planted. They aren't satisfied with the peanuts I gave them. They want pecans too. Greedy little boogers. But cute. Bunch of rodents. Wow. Thank you, Sam. That was, that was deep. Let's just give a quick round of applause to Sam. Much appreciation. Is that, yeah, Sam. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Sam really has an obsession with squirrels. He's nuts for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he might actually be a squirrel. I'm, I'm just hey, there. You go. I'm just pointing this out. He may be a squirrel. What if he's like one of those city squirrels that's like antagonizing the country squirrels? Mm-hmm. And he's like, greedy buggers keep stealing my pecans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I try to give him peanuts because you know pecans are better. You know, but, you, you know, you just, just got to steal everything, don't you? You, you know, uh, country squirrels only at. Adi- <laughs> Country Squirrels uh, only. Yeah, that com. Like FarmersOnly.com. Yes, you yes, yes. That? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Oh, mm-hmm. also, in the whole caffeine thing, I couldn't help but remember you can't give birds Alka-Seltzer tablets. Oh? Do you not know what happens when you give them Alka-Seltzer tablets? I've never tried. Well, you should. It's, it's, it's illegal, so... <laughs> Guys, I just want to say, it really sounded like he was about to say you should try, but then realize what bad advice that would actually be. <laughs> it's illegal because they explode. Like little birds will explode from one? Or is it like any bird, any time, eats an, like an ostrich going to get one and turn into like a nuke or something? Like, nah, It depends on how many, how many tablets you give them. No, um, but yeah, people used to, it was like a thing. A while ago, to throw Alka-Seltzer tablets on the ground, and seagulls would eat them, and then they'd poof. <laughs> I know a lot of interesting facts. 
So, if any of you have been listening to We Forgot the Name, you may have heard on one of their episodes where Memir likes to discuss his dreams. So as a random grab for another subject, I'm going to ask Memir to describe some of his dreams to us to give us kind of an idea on what it's like to go in the depths of the brain of Memir. Okay, real quick. Are you sure you want to know this information? <laughs> Are you sure that you're willing, that you want to go down this road? Once you go down this road, you can't come back. The following sequence of information may be concerning for some listeners. Listener discretion advised. Now, Mamir, if you'd like to proceed, let's go. Oh, okay. Do you want to do the clown one? Are you joking about it, or is this a sincere question? Yes. Do you want to do the clown one? Because you know the clown one. I do know the clown one, and it is very concerning. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Good one. Um, okay. I'll I'll keep most of the gory elements out of it. We're trying to keep this off of you know rated R for podcast type stuff. So yeah. Just- this is one of those R-rated podcasts, you know. It's explicit content, not for the language, but for the content itself. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, you have like PG ratings for all your other episodes, and then the ones I'm on, all the way to R. <laughs> okay, so, clown dreams, right? Do you, are you afraid of clowns? I'm not. A lot of people are. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was stuck in this building, okay, and there was this clown that had that was like pretty much stitched together, and he had you know a chainsaw, of course he does, and so the dream was me avoiding him in this mm-hmm. in this like mm-hmm. really thin hallway. Now I would get injured, but it would be okay. Because I could drink from the water fountains, and then my body would heal. The fountain of you. Pretty much, right? And so I'm like, man, I don't like having missing limbs. That doesn't seem fun to me. And so I eventually found a way to escape him into another room. And there, you have to face your biggest fear. Which I don't know what, I don't know why this is my biggest fear, but it was, I guess. Uh, like being trapped in a dark room with a bunch of like random demons. That's deep. Mm-hmm. I had like a rusty axe. I had to fight them all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, since it's my dream, I won. Okay. And then you know I had to evade the clown again once I left the room because mm-hmm. I got because from there I got the key to leave. And then I, 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 then, you know, after getting several more cuts, I drank from the water fountain again and walked out and then I woke up. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That has been an image into the deep, dark wells of Mamir's mind. (laughs) Please do not have weird dreams of clowns trying to murder you after listening to this episode. And if you do, please don't sue. (laughs) Uh, Hold on. Have you ever had a lucid dream? Lucid dreams? Yeah. Now that is fun. Just, I, I mean, for me personally, I've found that um, once you can acknowledge that you're in a dream, 
you say, well, this doesn't make any sense because I know it's a dream. You then have gained control over the dream. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that some people have varying levels of like influence into their dreams. Um, like some will have a matrix effect where like they jump on the street and it just turns into a trampoline and they can just go flying, you know, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are like, well, I'm watching TV. I don't like this channel and I know it's a dream. So I'm going to change it to a channel that I know I'm going to like. And that channel is just automatically available. So lucid dreams are fun. Have you ever lucid dreamed? No. As much as I dream and how hardcore I dream. I have never been able to achieve a lucid dream. I don't know why. I've, I've, there's some, there have been dreams where I knew I was in a dream, but I still couldn't control the events that are happening. Okay. Or the, or the world around me, or what I was even doing. Mm-hmm. So from what I've understood and from people that I've talked to about lucid dreaming, um, it seems to be becoming a more and more popular subject. Um, right? It's like, coming right up on dream interpretation, which we might touch on in a second. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I want to try and interpret any of Mamir's dreams, but we'll see where we go with that. Um, but far as lucid dreaming goes, uh, certain events cannot be changed um, for most people. Um, so usually the varying levels of control and influence that people can have. Um, like some people, like I just mentioned, can be able to change the channel with the remote that they just happen to know is in the drawer that maybe it doesn't normally belong in. Um, some people have more control or like jumping off a building and turning the street into a trampoline. Um, but usually what ends up happening is from what I, at least from what I understand is you're not physically able to, um, like change the situations you're in. Like if they're, you're like, for example, if Mamir is battling a, chopped up, sewn back together, uh, clown demon creature. Mm -hmm. Um, he can't change that clown into a, uh, a nice clown or a bunny rabbit. He can't change the actual situation he's in, but what he could do is he could maybe, um, turn his rusty ax and like when he goes into the next room, he can mentally portray and end up creating a battle ax that he can work with Mm. or something of a higher level of influence that he has a better able to better combat the situation. Um, so yeah, that's my personal experience with lucid dreaming is not able to change like the people I'm interacting with, but I have like a little bit more control over like, you know, like I might be able to mentally predict, uh, predict what they're going to say next. So then I have a response to their conversation or, um, like I might be able to like leave the scene, if you will. Like if you're treating your dreams like a movie scene, you can like basically mentally portray yourself as driving away to go to somewhere else, so you're out of the situation, and then you might be able to go to a place where you have more influence on what actually happens. Right, right. I see. I can't really do that because my dreams are more like they're tell me a truth or a story mm-hmm. or something that I have that like even sometimes I swear it tells the future. Like this one time I had a dream where I was, the first thing happened was my phone was like underwater mm-hmm. and on the screen was like a bunch of messages and they were like, I was fighting with someone. Mm-hmm. Then scene changed 
I was like in a nice, nice clothes and I couldn't drive anywhere. And I was trapped somewhere. And I knew subconsciously from hearing other people talk about it and like people in the other room were talking about going to this like, like dancing, like people in my life were going to go dancing. And like, I, I knew like, I, yeah, anyway. So it was just like scene after scene after scene of just like really bizarre scenarios. Well, then I woke up and then later that day, my phone starts glitching out. Mm-hmm. Then the next day I have a problem with a friend and we're having, we're having a big fight. And then the next day I am well-dressed heading home from to go do something mm-hmm. and my car breaks down and so i'm trapped there and i and i have to find a way to ride then that afternoon i go to work and my co-workers talk about going on a random like they're gonna go square dancing mm-hmm. like everything in that dream happened in just a few days afterwards and i was like because if i was lucid dreaming i wouldn't have seen those things exactly yes and I do find it interesting that several situations in his dream actually actually ended up playing out in his podcast. In that podcast or life? In his life. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. We are living life. We are living life. But are we living life or are we living a podcast? Well, right now what if living... podcast is life? <laughs> podcast is life. Yeah, get, get, get that t-shirt. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that I have a, a few theories in that one. Partially, I think... A lot of the kind with those, like, quote-unquote, like, dreams of the future. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that dreams of the future. I think what they are are, like, oh, hey, you're you're more presently aware of it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you can, you might influence things to happen that way. Just because right. it, it would fit that narrative that you saw in your mm-hmm. dream. So it's not... Now, sometimes, though, who knows? Like, you know, being stuck somewhere. Like, that's kind of a... Not really something you could necessarily control, yeah. considering the situation. Um, a friend of mine actually was recently talking. We were discussing discernment and what that means and how that can affect sometimes, you know, having like a more in-depth connection to other people um, where you might be able to see something going on that maybe the average person would just look over. Um, and that's something we talked about is, you know, having that deeper connection with people and truly understanding, you know, what maybe is going on under the surface of what they're trying, maybe trying to hide from you or they're concerned about, um, whether or not they're like actually intentionally hiding or not, if it's just something that they just don't think about in the moment. Um, so maybe you have a certain level of discernment that you just didn't know you had. It's possible. And that's feeding into your already strange enough dreams. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing the signs and then my brain's interpreting them. Now, let's just make a quick thing here. I'm not saying Mimir is able to prophesy in his dreams, because <laughs> if he did, we would all be concerned about alien invasions and killer clowns that are pieced together like something out of Frankenstein. Who knows, though? Maybe those are real. Maybe. These haven't happened here, yet. Here's an idea. Maybe our idea of reality is really just a dream, and our dreams are reality. Mm. reality would be horrible <laughs> did i did i ever mention that, that yeah i told you about the, the tv show i watched in my dream right 
Maybe, but my short-term memory loss is not permitting me to remember this conversation. <laughs> what are right. we talking about again? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so I had a dream where I was switching realities a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's this big reality nexus in the middle. And that we're all of them merged together. And there's this TV show in this nexus that everyone loves watching. Because it's every sitcom. So... It's, every sitcom, like all together as one? It's every sitcom, but different episodes. So you watch like one episode of like, of say Friends or like one episode of like, I don't know, shows like The Office, right? Mm-hmm. And then, because the show is called A Completely Normal Episode of a TV Show, but this one has a like impromptu Mexican standoff. So in different realities, different shows will have just all of a sudden Mexican standoffs for no reason, because that's just the one thing different in that reality. So all of the all of the realities merging together just take those episodes and put it as the TV show. So it's like a completely normal episode until all of a sudden all the main characters just like get in a Mexican standoff, <laughs> and it's beautiful every single time. That would be great. Okay, so speaking of mixing realities and sitcoms, what if shows like Friends, but it was done office style? Like a documentary version of Friends? Yes. Or it's like a bunch of random back behind the scenes, but like it's still in the show. That'd be kind of cool. Unfortunately, I've never seen Friends. To be honest, me neither. So I don't know how that would work. But oh, cool. I we, hear we, Friends we, is great. People love Friends a People lot. People love Friends. And so we're talking about it. We, exactly. Two individuals, ignorant on the subject, are going to now currently discuss a subject of a TV show that neither of us have ever watched. But we're going to combine it with a show that we've both watched. Can I, can I say it? Mm-hmm. Can I say it? Just say it. Imagine that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, I think that would be a pretty good show. I think it would. Um, it'd be really going to be a crossover episode. Yes. Yes, 100%. Like, okay. Like, let's say they did a office reunion. Mm-hmm. But, like, just making it as random as, you know, reality-bending, mixing thing as possible. Let's say the members of the office cast created a time machine, accidentally sent themselves back in time, and stumbled onto the set of Friends. In like a middle of one of their episodes. Oh, so it's it's so it's a TV show about the making of a, t- uh, a documentary about the making of a TV show. Yes, that's pretty meta, <laughs> and it will be really popular. It would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I mean, it's slightly what BoJack Horseman is sometimes. Oh. Like he does like movies and stuff throughout the series, and so they have like on set moments and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that documentary style, though. So one of my favorite TV shows that's kind of older. Not a lot of people seem to really know what I'm talking about, so I hope that my listeners do. Um, is this TV show called Smallville? Have you ever have you heard of this? I have heard of Smallville, probably because I talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. But um, Smallville was a like a 2001 to 2011 TV show starring Tom Welling 
and a bunch of other awesome actors and actresses that I personally set DC made DC's like would have been the perfect lineup for DC's movies. Nothing against Ben Affleck and all of them, but I really think they should have just stuck with the Smallville cast. Like they just top notch for early 2000s show. It was is beautiful, truly 100% wonderful, and I loved it to death. This is my number one fandom, so I apologize if I start rambling about this on periodic episodes. For those of you who don't know. Smallville was a TV series that aired from 2001 to 2011. It kind of gave a background story to Clark Kent or Superman's childhood. It also gives an interesting backstory and an interesting perspective on how Clark Kent and Lex Luthor actually got to know each other. Hmm. I will give one small spoiler to anyone who has not watched this show. So if you don't want to hear this, I would recommend skipping 15 seconds. (laughs) Superman and Lex Luthor used to be best friends. Then things went south. And that's all I'm going to say. So if you manage to skip 15 seconds, Mm -hmm. I hope that was enough that you're not randomly jumping into the middle of a sentence and you're like, what is he even talking about? Mm -hmm. So what earth is this? That is a good question. I don't remember. DC is full of like a ton of earths so i'm gonna look it up right now because i think they i think they did end up doing a crossover into yeah um, some of the other things where they brought in the old actors so must be a different earth because i'm not so sure every iteration of superman was best friends with lex luthor that's true according to fandom.com smallville.fandom.com if anyone's curious it's earth 167 hmm what one is the typical DC universe? Hmm? What one is the uh, DC movies set in? Let's check that. DC movies Earth. It looks like it doesn't tell me, so bear with me as I try to <laughs> throw in some new... Um, oh, okay. The next search result continues my search with, instead of DC movies Earth, it continues with DC movies Earth... 52. Mm. So we're going to click that and see what it has to say. Mm. I will be honest, the list of DC movies that popped up are all animated. And unfortunately, my love for DC stopped with Smallville. And the first or second season of The Flash and the first and second season of Green Arrow or Arrow, I should say. My bad. Well, I mean, he becomes Green Arrow later on, so... Yeah, it's true, yeah. I mean, the, the color of you know, the letter of Arrow is green, so, I mean... I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to ramble. That's one of my biggest flaws, but also my greatest strengths. Take that for what you will. The, the, the awkward nod. Just <laughs> nodding to each other, because we both understand where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I run a podcast based on rambling, so... <laughs> exactly yes the rambling is a gift from above i have what's called fire firework brain firework brain i have intense super strong ideas mm-hmm. and then like i'm like oh i want to follow that one it goes and explodes and then like, it fizzles out fizzles out and so i'm just constantly chasing different ideas and so sentence to sentence it's like dang it i really want to be able to make a complete thought 
Mamir has just given me a brilliant idea. I'm going to have to borrow that if Mamir is okay with it. Go ahead. I think one of my new taglines, if I shall remember. What am I talking about again? If I shall remember to say it. Imagine that with Dr. Topic. A place where all can have firework brains. <laughs> Take I mean, that for what you owe. We, yeah, I mean, I feel like you might have that as well. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Very sporadic. Oh, I think I'm going to talk about this now. So, what was I talking about again? <laughs> exactly. What was our subject again? Yeah, Wait. In some episodes, it might be just me. So if you hear me say, what were we talking about again? Please don't be concerned. That's just me, myself, and I having a mental discussion about whatever we were talking about. Or, and, or it's your imaginary friend, Gunter, sitting in the sea across from you. We weren't supposed to talk about him. Or <laughs> not here. Oh, no. That's, that's, don't tell me that's Gunter's voice. <laughs> He has graced us once again. Are you mocking me? No, Gunter, you have a wonderful voice. Wonderful voice. Thank you. <laughs> oh. I will warn you. Gunter sometimes has an identity crisis. And voices will change periodically. So, Gunter might sound like this. Or Gunter might sound like this. No promises. I really don't know what he will sound like. At any moment in time. We'll, we'll just play a ventriloquist doll over here. <laughs> Speaking of random dolls that sit there, Mamir had a plan recently about a life-size doll creature thing that will sit across from you while you're on the phone with someone? Yes, yes, yes. It's the it's called the Convo Buddy. It's a wonderful idea. Um, so basically, it has... So you put your phone into its head, right? Around where the ears are. You just shove the phone in there. And then it connects in. And then taking the voice, like the audio from the phone call, it moves its mouth and smiles based on the, on the tone of the voice or frowns based on the on, also on the tone of the voice. And so it's, it's like having a friend there with you. Do you ever get tired of talking on the phone and just into, into the vast nothing of your room? Worry not. Convo Buddy is here. Oh, did I mention it blinks? <laughs> oh, good. I was really concerned that we'd be having like an hour-long conversation. And this thing's just staring at me the entire time like, and then I said this, and I don't really know what was supposed to happen after that, and I'm just staring off into space. <laughs> yeah, and the best part is that you can have it look however you want it to. And so, so if you have a friend you talk to the most, well, pull out their convo, buddy, that you've designed after them. And they're there always. Hear me out. Hear me out. What if you had it look like your best friend, right? Uh-huh. You're sitting there, and you take a call from a telemarketer. That'd be fun. <laughs> and you're just, like, carrying on a conversation with this telemarketer, convincing them that you sure do want to... Look at your car's engine, uh, warranty again. Mm -hmm. And then you remind them, oh, that's right. I'm only 14. I don't have a car yet. And you hang up. Yes. That's like top level prankster right there. Fun fact about that. When I was in seventh grade, mm -hmm. I had a phone in my pocket. And you were supposed to have a phone at school. And 
I got called from a telemarketer in the middle of art class. And I just recently turned my ringtone to a rock song. And people did not expect me to have a rock song as my ringtone. And so, uh, and what do you do? I didn't, I was like, well, I guess I had to stand up and hand her my phone. And so I did that and I got it back at the end of the day and I was really embarrassed. I would ask what rock song you played, but you know the reasons why we can't do that. <laughs> Alas, a lot of people are very protective of their products, even if it is just music. Although, you can technically, hear me you technically out. say the name of it. Although, hear me out. Hmm? I'm not hearing it. Public domain. Ooh, was it a public domain? Stuff? No, it was not. Okay. But you, you could technically, yeah, you can do anything with public domain stuff. But yeah, uh, it, it wasn't even like a, like a real rock song. It was like a rock song ringtone that came preloaded on my phone. So it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, I was that, I was that, I was, really, I was that cool. I almost, for a while, I had it as the, uh, the Imperial March. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Okay, so now, I think, to wrap up our episode, in the next maybe 10 minutes or so, I think we we'll want to talk about a few more Yahoo answers. Oh, okay. I'm looking for some good ones. Let's see what we got. Hmm. Well, some of those are a little, little, little much. <laughs> well, then. Really taking this whole not planning thing to heart, aren't you? <laughs> no, no plans at all. We do not plan it out. We're just like, you know, what are people asking four days ago? What's something not everyone shares with their stuffed animals? What is something you don't share with your stuffed animals, Mumir? What's something don't share, you don't share with your stuffed animals? Yes. Uh, a soul. A soul. Okay, that's that's smart. Um, a lot of people are answering similar. They all said food, so food is apparently soul. Fun fact: I am terrified of stuffed animals. You're terrified of stuffed animals. As a little kid, I used to, I, used to, I, I was, you know, as a little kid, you're, you're told that like you can hold on to them and they'll protect you. And uh, well, see, I was scared all the time as a kid from my nightmares. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up one time from my nightmares and I looked my, my stuffed bear in the eyes and then I was like, then I, then I, I felt like he was staring back at me. And so then I realized I could never again have any stuffed animals facing me. And so all of them are facing away from me. Interesting. Which is somehow more horrifying if, if, if to anyone else. There's just a wall. Like, it's just like, it, there's like a line of them facing the wall. It's kind of terrifying. Just- Wakes up in the middle of the night after dealing with another, yet another cut-up clown dream mm-hmm. to see the stuffed animals facing him. Oh, right. That, that's the scary part. Yeah, I have, to, I have them all facing the wall. <laughs> no, but you turn them into the wall, and then you wake up, and they're facing you. Mm. And then you close your eyes, and you open them up again, and they're closer. And you start to freak out, and then you wake up again, and you realize that the second was just a second level of dreaming that you were experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything is normal. Mm-hmm. Or is it? Is it? Or is this just another realm of dreams that your reality you think is successful and being a guest on multiple podcasts is really just another dream and your reality is? To be continued, folks. Moving on. <laughs> just to give our good friend Amir here some understanding of what he might be suffering from. 
and I might butcher the name of this, so I do apologize in advance if you do actually know what I'm talking about, and I did say it wrong. I mean, you're a doctor. I am a doctor, so just like I can have bad handwriting, I can have bad pronunciation, and nobody else would know. It's, that's that's how it works. Ludio, ludilophobia. Ludilophobia. That is the fear of toys. Hmm. Or there's pediophobia, which is any irrational fear triggered by popular culture, horror movies, or dreams, or traumatic events that are loosely related to dolls. Hmm. Although I'm not afraid of my clown doll. And does it kind of resemble Pennywise? A little bit. I'm pretty sure it makes my car run better. <laughs> Says the guy who had no air blowing in his car for a while and a couple times broke down. Mm-hmm. It runs better out. now. I just randomly had the lights flicker on and off, and sometimes the engine wants to quit, but it runs better now. Sometimes the radio chants at me. It's fine. <laughs> radio just starts <laughs> switching through channels, and it's like, we are here for you. It's just all these different oh, voices so nice. jumping that's, around, that's, and it's like... That's, that's a nice message. We're here for you. It's talking to me. We're, we are here for you. That's just a nice message. We are here for you. Yeah, that's, that's so nice. Is it, we are here for you, or we are here for you? I mean, depending on depending considering on, the fact that it's speaking through the radio, it really honestly couldn't put an emphasis on the right words. Yeah, it couldn't do that. But maybe my car's Bumblebee. I doubt it. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right, folks. So I'm going to look real quick and probably just jump on the very first question that pops up on this next thing that I click. I'm randomly clicking social science. And I'm going to randomly scroll real fast and pick a random question as our closing question. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the question is how to get stronger without using weights. Uh, stronger without using weights. All what right. kind of strength are we referring hear, to? Hear me out. Flex everything all the time. There you have it, folks. Flex <laughs> everything all the time. Including your eyes. <laughs> how, how else do you think you get twenty twenty vision? Can I get those eye muscles stronger? Stretch my eyes. I'm squinting, sir. I don't care. It's stretching my eyes. Ooh, stretch everything always. And there you have it, folks. This has been a channel where nothing really makes sense, but all of it's fun to listen to, I hope. Tune in next week where I will be inter- hopefully interviewing somebody else, if it's not myself. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have a little bit more of a plan. But until next time, remember, plans don't actually have to be plans. Hmm, wise words. Wise words. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>